So, would you tell me what, what came to your mind as you, um, you know, what, what is a word that comes to your mind as you reflect on that very brief clipping of that video and, and the scripture text that we read? A word. So, let us, um, let's do some word thinking here. Um, and, of course, I know you're not used to it because you're used to those big mega churches like Willow Creek where... Everyone just sits down and listens to nice music and walks to speak. Olga. <laughs> I thought as a country to the video, right? So, uh, One word. Humility. 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 Okay. Humility as against pride. Look at me, I am, God has made me to be, blah, blah, blah. Look at me. And humility, okay. What else, what else? Confusion. Confusion, confusion, confusion. Um, um, as against dis uh, confusion, harmony, disharmony, um, Melody, cacophony, sorry, confusion go ahead. Against clarity, confusion against clarity, very good, gathering, oh scattering against gathering, scattering as against gathering, so this is unity, and this is disunity. Go ahead. Persecution. Okay. Persecution. Scattering. Persecution. Um, as against peacefulness. Peacefulness. Purpose. Purpose. As against what? Purpose as against confusion, confusion, confusion. Anyone else from this part of the world? These are the right wingers here. The, sorry? Greed. Greed as against... Um, greed as against sacrifice, greed as against sacrifice, generosity, generosity. Um, this is so great. This is a good starting point. I think these are very important things that, that we, we come across and and I think it's rather sad, right? I would encourage, maybe we will watch, watch this as a group together and deal with, what is the American gospel? Because unfortunately, that's the gospel that's gone to Africa. I mean, I've been to Kenya, where there's preachers there that just copy every single diction of these American evangelists. It's so sad. I go to India, and those people are supposed to be speaking an Indian accent like me, but they copy every single diction 
of these people? What is the gospel is the question. Of course, we began with the book of Acts in the beginning, and, and Jesus talks about going and, and giving the good news, the good news of the gospel. And, and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes and descends upon the people. Acts chapter 2. And then you come to Acts chapter 3. You come to Acts chapter 4. Where the disciples of Jesus go and give the good news. And then there is Acts chapter um, 7. Where you have uh, them choosing people. These are all strange sounding names, right? For for the early disciples of Jesus, they have to choose uh, people who are full of wisdom. And we talked about that last time in Acts, in Acts chapter 6. People who have some strange names. Names like Stephen, Stephanos, and Philippos. And, and these are names that you got in touch. Well, um, Shai is just coming back from... He, he said hi on your behalf to Pope Francis... And he's back here. But those are the names you would encounter there, right? Those are the names. But for, for the early church, these names were strange names. These are African people with, with strange names. And so there is Philippos, who means lover of horses. Well, how can you be a lover of horses? Come on now. You know, you're a beast bearer. And, and so there are people like that who are chosen. And then we come to Acts chapter 8. And the first verse here says that there is a major thinker called Saul. He is the disciple of the most important rabbi of that time whose name is Gamaliel. And he is overseeing the execution of these people. Humble people. A great persecution breaks out, it says. It broke out against Ecclesia, the church that is going out with a purpose. But then it goes on to say in verse 2, Godly people buried Stephen and mourned him deeply. Godly people did that. But... There is Saul, verse 3. He begins to destroy the church. And the, the Greek word there is like, put them, he wanted them to be mashed into pieces. Minced meat made out of them is the kind of sense you get where he wanted to do that. And he went around from house to house, dragging off both men, women, children, putting them in prison. And, and it's right in the midst of this, you have people who are the bearers of the gospel, bearers of the good news. They're scattered, but right in the midst of scattering and becoming refugees, you become bearers of the good news, bearers of the good news, people who are scattered. But that's the beauty of the gospel, right? Instead of it being the prosperity gospel, it's people to whom awful things are done, and yet they go into places and they talk about the good news. Talk about the good news. They broadcast the good news. It says in verse 4, those who had been scattered, they euangelioste, they preached 
the good news. They're bearers of the good news. I think that's one of the things about, about the gospel, isn't it? It's, it's, it's in the rest of the world. You, you switch on to the news. You open the newspaper or switch on to the television news. And, and, and you come to a point where we don't want to listen to the television news any, uh, anymore anyway, isn't it? It's, it's the sense in which... All you get is bad news. All you get is bad news. This is happening here. This is happening there. Look, what, look, look how, how many people are killing how many people. And, and so it doesn't seem like the news reports are any, any, anywhere near what seems to be a good news. It's all bad news. And that's what it was during that time also. But these people preach the good news. That's what the Bible's all about. One of the things that I've been trying to do, um, and that's taking up a lot of my time, is the translation of the Bible. Uh, the translation of the Bible into a new translation. Um, it's a translation that is, uh, the translators are from different parts of the world. They're from Africa, they're from South Africa, they're from India, they're from Argentina, they're from Mexico, and so I'm interacting with a lot of these people. A lot of them are women scholars. It's so fascinating how they are thinking about, and they are Hebrew scholars, they are Aramaic scholars, they are Latin scholars, they are Greek scholars. But when I read the translations that are coming up with, it's so fascinating because it's so different from how the Bible has been translated from a Western perspective. It's so powerful, so very powerful. And the emphasis there is on the good news, the good news. You open up the Old Testament and all over you see the good news. And it's so powerful. Here is one translation that I'll, I'll bring before you. And so some of these I have translated myself. Um, um, just in the last week, I translated a number of Psalms, Psalm 22, 71, 90. And here's a translation that comes from India of Psalm 68 and verses 11 and 12. Let's see what it is like in, um, in the English translation. Do you have that? S Psalm 68. If you open up to the book of Psalms, Psalm 68... And uh, let's hear a couple of translations. Sean, what do you have? You have the New International Version? So Psalm 68 and verses 11 and 12, if you'd read that. Someone else, some other translation? The New Living Translation. Okay, one more translation. The King James Version. Sure, why not? King James. So go ahead. Sean and the NLT and then the... King James Version. Yes. The Lord announced the world. The Lord announced the word, and great was the company of those who proclaimed it. Kings and armies reached in haste to his hand, men divided from the tribes and from That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. New Living Translation. Go ahead. Oh, okay. The women of Israel divide the plunder. Okay. What about the King James Version? The Lord gave the word to Jacob, the company of those who 
She divided the spoils. You know, you want to be along with those women? She tarries at home. She divided the spoils. So listen to this translation. It's very close to the Hebrew, I think. It says, the Lord gives the creative word. Just like Genesis 1. And a great gathering of women. What do they do? They spread the good news. The same word that is used here in Acts chapter 8. The kings of the armies, they run, indeed, they run away. And then the beautiful women, they just come and share the spoil. So different, right? You have these beautiful women who are bearers of the good news. Why? Because they have seen a lot in their own lives. Do you see the difference? They have seen so much hurt. They have seen so much pain in their own lives. And they're singing the song. They're saying, we're going to be bearers of good news. And when we bear the good news, those massive armies of the kings, they'll all go away. We don't understand it, but they'll go away. And then what is left? We will share it among the poor people. That is the good news. And that is what the early church did. That is so different from the American gospel, right? Name it and claim it. If you don't have 10 Mercedes-Benz, you must be a bad Christian. If I don't preach the word to you right now and you're not healed immediately, you must be a bad Christian. You're bitten by a snake. If you die right here, you must be a bad Christian. That is the American gospel. But the gospel according to Acts chapter 8 is no. Give the good news to the poor. Because that's what Jesus did. He said, the Spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor, to the brokenhearted. And that's what we'll be hearing about tonight when we go and listen to what's happening in India through Freedom Firm. And Gina Choi's friend there, Catherine Raja, I would encourage you to come and hear because God is using common people to go and give the good news right in the midst of bad news right in the midst of persecution and scattering. So they go and God uses people who are beasts of burden like Philippos and Stephanos and all those people, people that you haven't heard about. I am of the opinion that the best of the gospel is yet to come. And you know where it's going to come from? It's going to come from Argentina and from Brazil and from Russia and from Korea, and from Japan. These are the places, places where people who would be thinking through what's the meaning of the gospel, and I hope we listen to their voices, we listen to what they're saying, because we learn from them. It is so different from the American gospel. It's going and preaching the word. Look at, look at what else happens here. Look at Verse, verse 4, it says, Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went, 
And then Philip went out to the city of Samaria. He proclaimed the Messiah there, preached the good news. When the crowd heard Philip, verse 6 it says, and saw the signs he performed. It says in the English translation, the New International Version, it says they all paid close attention. You know, the the Greek word there is that they were at one. That's one of the things that, that that the gospel does. When the gospel comes to people, there's a unity of heart. Do you see that there? Instead of disunity, there is unity. There is harmony. That's the beauty of the gospel. Wherever there's disharmony, the gospel brings about harmony. Wherever there is cacophony, the gospel brings about unity and harmony and melody. Whenever people are going against each other, whether it comes about in, in racial categories or whatever it may be, The gospel brings about that sense of oneness. They come and they experience oneness. And then it goes on to say, as we read the rest of the text here, it says in verse 8, so there was a great joy in that city. That's another thing that the gospel does. Great joy. In, in, In Greek, the word Joy, to be joyful, is the word charitos. Charitos is related to another word, and that word is Christos. Christos is Christ, and you you often see them used together. Wherever we bring the gospel of Christos, there will be charitos. There will be joyfulness. Wherever there is no Christ in the gospel, then there is no joy. There's a separation between people who want the whole emphasis to be on them. Pridefulness. But along with humility comes humility and oneness of the people and joy. And so you have the, the, the gospel here saying, as the church goes out, there's, there was a great joy in the city. Why? Because people were all together. People, people, whether they be poor, whether they be rich, whether they be middle class, whoever they are, the whole emphasis is not on themselves. It is on Christos, through whom you get joyfulness. And this is a deep